Blues Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable coming to you from the coronavirus-free treasonable studios in Los Angeles with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. Comedian, world traveler, economist, and the host and creator of the Villains of History podcast. Always a pleasure to have her here. Ladies and gentlemen, Kat Alvarado. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, 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 oh, no. Uh, get oh, the no. spray. Get the, get the ointments. Get the unguents. Unguents? I, I, I don't <laughs> That's know. That's a good word. I like it. Yeah. There's, there are so many like disturbing words for soothing things that... Uh, I, I like the juxtaposition, but hey, that's just me. Also joining us, uh, as always, is comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason, Mr. Time and Ship. Uh, power to the people. Good to be here, Dave, with the, uh, the Catwoman. Back oh, again. yeah. And as the illustrious guests have mentioned, I am Dr. David Robinson, your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, which seemingly happening right now, right here at home. Uh, it is it is coronavirus week, probably the first of many, and we've got a lot to talk about. But first, a word from our sponsor, Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's Community Spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it what are you smooth down there try it whoa that's sick but what's in it what's in community spread we're still waiting for the cdc to let us know well it's deli wait did he just say the cdc that's right community spread available at actually i don't know where i got it no but seriously back to that cdc thing and it's not just for toast pancakes waffles sandwiches why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, that was fun. Uh, so we, we were talking a little bit before the show uh, about uh, the panic shopping that's going on. And, you know, it's, if, I, if the shelves in L.A. supermarkets are barren of the essentials. So if you need kale or anything gluten-free, you are out of luck. Really, though, uh, I, was, I was hoping for more reaction. No, but seriously, I, I, think, I think you're so... You were making an in, a really interesting observation there. I wasn't even thinking about that. The gluten-free people, they're going to have to endure some gluten mm -hmm. if they want to survive this. Like, yeah, they're going to be where, farting like, their way through the, the pandemic. Dude, yeah. survival of the fittest, man. Like, it's insensitive to talk about it. And, Speaking and of I survival of the know. fittest, just quickly, if you, if you go to a gym, wipe the fucking equipment down after oh you're done God, using do it. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> But man, this is going to really like wipe us out of some, if it really goes through everybody and we have like a full scale, you know, people don't have enough food thing, you're either going to have to get over your gluten intolerance or die yeah. or, or eat some meat or die. I mean, chances are like 
the option of like, oh, meat is the last thing you have to eat is not likely because usually I think that's the first thing to go. But oh man, it's going to be you know the one thing because so uh, I went to uh, I went to the supermarket on Wednesday. I was on my way home from a gig, and honestly, it's just sort of leading into this. It's it's been raining in L.A. Uh, for for most of the past week, and for anyone who doesn't live here, you you may not know this, but. People in LA are so rain averse. It's like they will not leave the house when it's raining. And I thank God it's raining this week because if it wasn't like, you know how bad the supermarkets and Target and everything has been. Imagine if it was sunny and everyone was going out. It would be nuts. But so I was I was on my way home from, from a gig on Wednesday and figured, well, it's it, there's a break in the rain. I'm, I'm going by Vons. I should probably stop in because I needed to, you know, grab a couple things. And I went in there and it's like a lot of the shelves were bare. Um, I, I needed soup, uh, which was on sale, you know, because I look at the, the circulars they put out every week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can I can stock up on soup. Man, did I pick the bad week to run out of soup. And I didn't run out. But, I mean, there was still some. Well, why would you put out a sales sheet when you know when you get to the store? The shit's empty. Well, I, I mean, the, the sales I mean, sheet comes out like, the, you know. Yeah, yeah but still. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, but, but you should be up there. There should be something saying, we are at the corona, you know, your coronavirus. And so you're telling me that there are sales. But yeah. You know, yeah, but, I, I get what you're saying with the sales. And honestly, this is where my old uh, economics background kicks in and my, uh, let's just say, slightly right, right-leaning, maybe, tendencies start to show through. This is what the invisible hand is for, is for preventing hoarding. This is what price gouging is for, so that people don't buy more than what they need. They have to make choices about how they're going to spend their money. If they raise the prices of all that bread quite a bit, people wouldn't be buying as much of it. And yeah, there's going to be people who are going, hey, Kat, that's not fair. What about the poor people? Well, how come the poor people don't get the bread? Well, you know, food stamps are there. That's why we're supposed to provide food stamp support to people. Like, So if the system is working, Al- that shouldn't be hurting people. Although the federal people. government is uh, scheduling new cuts to the food stamp program. That said, Pelosi's bill is putting them back, at least ideally, for a temporary Ideally, thing. yeah. yeah. Right. Well, we'll see, because... So. Trump can still veto it. And we're, we're, we're going to talk well, a little well, bit more about the bill and, he just and talked, the government response. Well, he just said today he's going to sign it. So, he I mean, I mean sign it. because it was on, he was, you know, they were having a, a um, on Channel 11, they were having a conference, uh, not a conference, but a, you know, it's like a news special. News spe- yeah, yeah, there's. And reporters were there and they were asking questions and he told how he touched the fuse and yeah but i'm fine i got tested i'm okay and uh, but the but test results haven't come back you know yet but yet he's okay right yeah that's that's one of the most fascinating things uh if if you watched the the wednesday uh oval office address which i i didn't watch it uh when it aired live i was i was walking the dog not a euphemism and so i was listening to it on the radio and was stricken by how out of breath he seemed you know normally you get used to the way he you know the way he speaks normally and <laughs> and with impression. his weird little like you know it's inappropriate like sniffles <laughs> yeah except well no i, I think pugs are useless too <laughs> <laughs> 
and I, we elected I, a Pogus president. I, I say that with with a lot of love for my friends who love Pogus because I, I I know a couple yeah, people yeah. who because you know, Pug Group is you know, coming the, to get the, you. The, that's the thing about like Pug lovers. Like there is there is no gray area. They're like, like Bernie's. They're oh like Bernie God. Bros. Oh shit! Pugs. Yeah, <laughs> Bernie Pug twenty twenty. And I'm, we're going to talk about Bernie supporters in a bit too because there's. There's a lot going on this week. Amazingly, like we really have two main stories, but there is so much going on around uh, all of them. But uh, so he he had his his Oval Office address on Wednesday, and one of my friends on Facebook, uh, in doing a little wrap up of it, said uh, his right eye did not attend the speech. And if you look at it, someone else uh, in that thread mentioned they think he's got uh, conjunctivitis, pink eye. Uh-huh. And you look oh. at his little like rodent squinty eyes, you know, that are highlighted in white amongst all the fake tan, you know, of, of the rest of most of his face. I have a theory about that, by the way. And <laughs> well, and that was like something else that other people had opined about last week. But you know, when Trump said, oh, "I haven't touched, I haven't touched my face in two weeks," and I miss it, it's like, then who the fuck is like tasked with putting that brown bronzer on you? <laughs> um, but so he made it through that uh, with with. I would say for him, minimal lies and misinformation. I mean, there were still plenty, but it seemed like lower than his average. But then he has this press conference on Friday in the Rose Garden with all these CEOs from like yep. CVS and mm-hmm. Walgreens and all these other companies. My first thought, and you know me, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but my first thought is how much stock did the Trump family and other members of the administration buy in every company that's about to come up here and do a presentation? Oh, 100%. And that doesn't and have to voting. be him. It could be like a cousin who's like got the money and they're tasked to yeah, do Yeah, it's trading. like McMillions. That way, like, it's like, don't. I'm not buying it directly. I'm having my cousin or my sister's uh-huh. brother-in-law mm-hmm. who has a different last name. God, and I wish I had voting. money to just buy stock and shit. They would be voting for him too. All these, all these guys that are up here that he's bringing in, you know, you don't, Trump, you look, this is your time to, to shine, so say something good about me and, you know, be there for me or, you know, I'll put, you know, and that's what they're doing. All these guys, when I, when I heard it, I thought, oh, he's got him in his hip pocket. All these guys are going to be backing him. You know, every one of them is speaking. Well, at least temporarily, so you know. So you're saying? Oh, so I, at, first of all, the press conference Everybody's sharing the same microphone, <laughs> which uh, for for those you know when I when I said we're in the coronavirus, we're like taking off the mic covers and putting nope. something on after. Nope, and the the reporters are all passing the same mic. You know, it's like guys, this just. I, but I think it's kind of like one of those uh, swinger orgies that you have to get tested before you go to. They're like, okay, do are we all clean? We're all clean. All right, we could share this mic. Yeah, <laughs> but the, but the, one but of the, you know you know there's someone going. I just want to get some. So um yeah sure I'm yeah, clean. clean. Yeah, yeah why well, not? One of the rep- I worked I worked my first uh, gig. I worked a, a, a shoot with 200 background people, uh, and it was the the first. Thing I've worked on where you had to sign a coronavirus waiver, basically like sign to uh, by signing this. I I'm saying that I have not been in any of the danger countries. I have not been in contact with anyone in the danger countries, and I am uh, in the last 48 hours. I have not been suffering from any of the symptoms uh, or mitigating them with uh, regular over the counter medications you know so no nasal spray dayquil kind of like i haven't been coughing i'm fine 
had to sign it. People need work. Now, you know, there's at least, uh, you 100%. know, in, there's in gonna be 200 people, people there's at least one person. <clears throat> uh, oh, my God. I used to work know. with someone. I used to work with this girl who, yeah, she she was such a overachiever type that like nothing could keep her like that. Like, OK, this girl went on a trip to Europe and she's like, oh, I'm going to be there for 10 days. And she goes, I'm going to go to 10 different countries. And I'm like, girl, that means you're going to be traveling the whole time and you're not going to actually be in yeah. any of the countries. And she's like, yeah, anything. but I need to be able to tell people I did this. And those are the people who are going to come into work sick. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, fucking everybody. And you know that they are. And it's not even because they need the money. Because people like that, they've got PTO. They don't need the money. They're just there because they can't look worse than their right co-workers yeah and so we got those people coming into work not just the poor so that's why everybody from like corporate jobs like mine we're all working from home because we're like we can't trust any of y'all motherfuckers who are overachievers and can't admit that you're goddamn sick <laughs> yeah the, the folks who i never get sick and then you know they're coming into work bleary-eyed sweating you know snot running out of their nose i know i've, I've had allergies this isn't anything it's uh just uh, it's allergies uh, it's a cold allergies yeah that's i've had allergies. allergies for like two months now and uh let's just say it doesn't make me look good at work because i'm like <laughs> <clears throat> i'm like no it's my post-nasal drip like it's nothing it's oh, it's God. a bad time to be a pot smoker in la you know you get that <laughs> you get dry cough it's like no no no, no. It's, it's just hitting the vape pen i'm not uh <laughs> it's not uh not the virus can i jump in with my theory about trump's white eyes yeah please okay so this is weird but okay i got a grip on and got some fillers in my under eye because i've been feeling tired looking also a tiny bit of botox it's preventative okay <laughs> let's not comment on that in my I'm issues not, but i'm, I'm right? gonna spend the rest of the show staring at your forehead i just have, see if it moves look i'm that. three months in so it's starting to move again <laughs> <laughs> my face is unfreezing but okay so i got these fillers right this relates to trump trust mm-hmm. me okay and what I noticed is that I now have this area under my eye that is whiter than the rest of my face mm. because that's what fillers seem to do uh-huh. that I did not know. And I think most people don't know because most people don't get fillers. And so now I have to like think about that and like how I'm doing my makeup or the lighting. I have to make sure I'm like, okay, is right. my makeup covering the fact that I've got these like light, this lighter area under my eyes? And so my theory is that Trump has fillers to make him look less old because he's old and honestly he doesn't look as old as he is so i think he's got a lot of like male botox and shit and that's probably why his face looks so freaking weird yeah and we can't detect it because that's not something you see all the time like we know what women look like when they have excessive fillers we don't know what men look like let me ask you a question this not this is going to sound so backhanded so i apologize in advance but you you came up with this theory after you had gotten fillers yes so now assuming it's true because it it all sounds very plausible. Would you do it again? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. As soon as this stuff wears out, I'm going to like put it back. I'm gonna <laughs> wow. No, I absolutely I, love it. No it's judgment. Great. I'm just at some you know, point it's, it's like not going to work, and I'm going to have to I'm a guy, putting... and I don't need to worry about. You're that. not supposed to be touching your face. <laughs> oh shit. Well, I'm touching my upper eye. I'm touching my cheeks, you're, you're not, not my mouth. Be anywhere so near okay. your eyes. God damn it. You can't touch yourself. You get the sanitizer. Yeah. I, got, I have. San- I just sanitized I my hands before I came in. I don't want anybody else. Nope. No, you can't even listen to the divinals anymore. Uh, it's. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I loved- touch myself. Yeah. Nineties. Uh, yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. really. All right, you kids. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, uh, uh, fillers. I recommend under eye fillers. If you have tired looking eyes, go for it. <laughs> right on. Groupon. Yeah. All Groupon's right. got I'll lots of stuff for fillers. Recommend that to people. But I thought one of the one of the other interesting things about the uh, the the press conference was because one of the reporters, um, and God, I wish I could remember her name, um, from PBS NewsHour. The sister. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. Asked the quote unquote nasty question. Right. Uh, which honestly, I think, you know, knowing the way Trump operates, uh, reporters, you should all be asking nasty questions because those are the ones that need to be answered. That's, you know, nasty question means it wasn't listed on the pre approved uh, list of questions that you can ask. You are really doing like wonders for the AMSR crowd today, Kat. <laughs> Oh, can you hear it? But, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's that my headphones ASMR. are up too loud. I'd... My bad. Sorry. I no, was no, just, no. Like, it was very soothing. Self. I was just like washing like, my that's, that's like, dry this... hand washing because <laughs> of the anxiety shampoo. from the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm just like constantly self soothing like this. But they, um, she asked about uh, because this past weekend at uh, Mar-a-Lago, Trump hosted Brazilian President Bolsonaro. And uh, his whole entourage, one of whom was his press secretary, who has tested positive. And there's there's a picture that the press secretary put up on his Instagram of him and Trump and Pence. And Trump, you know, when asked about it after, like, dissing the reporter for asking a nasty question. So, well, we, you know, this... I, I take lots of pictures with lots of people, and the, it, it was only you know it, it was we were only there for a very brief period of time. As far as I know, I mean, and we are still learning more about the coronavirus, but I'm pretty sure the coronavirus does not obey the five second rule. No. Uh, and I, as far as I know, uh, food scientists and the folks who study germs, they uh, they also don't believe. Uh, that the five second rule is is appropriate. The uh, White House press secretary uh, had released a statement saying the White House is aware of public reports that a member of the Brazilian delegation's visit to Mar-a-Lago last weekend tested positive for COVID nineteen. Confirmatory testing is pending. Uh, well, he's got it. Exposures from the case are being assessed, which will dictate next steps. Both both the president and vice president had almost no interactions. Well, that would be some interactions, right. wouldn't it? And we don't know about the virus. Well, the the uh, she she goes on, you know, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, to reiterate CDC guidelines, there's currently no indication to test patients without symptoms because we don't have enough tests, and only people with prolonged close exposure to confirmed positive cases should self quarantine. Well, going back to this gig that I worked Wednesday, uh, no, not Wednesday, uh, the the earlier one, it, just 200 people and watching the way people act and, you know, talk about not touching your face and, and I props to production because they were walking around. They had, they had PAs walking around with, with wipes and they, they had to walk around with them because background actors, you leave it on the ground or, you know, on a table, someone's going to walk with it. So uh, they, they were, you know, guarding it, but distributing, massively but yeah just watching the way people were acting and you know business as usual and rubbing their noses and coughing into their hands and stuff and mm -hmm. 
People, you know, obviously our government is not on top of this. Well, if you look they're at, trying to be. If you look at now, cor- uh, corrections. I mean, you, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, corrections the same way. You don't have um, whether you're dealing with juvenile justice or if you're dealing with um, the regular adult. Where are they going to go? You can't even know. I mean, it's also you can't know if a person has AIDS. You can't know. You mean you're not, a, the, you're not allowed medical. That, yeah, that medical information. And you can't say anything. The nurse knows, but you, the staff, don't know. And you, the staff, can't know if that person has coronavirus. They will just basically remove. If they won't tell you about AIDS, the damn sure ain't going to tell you about it. So do you, do you basically just kind of keep an eye on the nurse and, and when, when the nursing staff is like gloving up extra or like that doesn't throwing really on the hazmat suits well, before going into a cell, it's like... Okay, uh, cell number 637. I think he might have something. Right, or they'll, you know. I mean, I didn't know, you know, it's when a kid had a boil on his back that eventually burst and cut everybody's wind off. You didn't know. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> So, hey. So. Ew. Oh, so yeah, ooh was right. Yeah, there's, yeah. yeah it's interesting. I, I just pulled up on my phone the email that was sent out at my company. So I, I am a manager of a team. And they said, these are the things you can ask. Well, they have a, a Q&A for managers. It says, can I ask someone if they've been exposed to coronavirus? Because as you know, like some things legally you can't. They said, mm-hmm. you may ask, have you returned from a COVID-19 affected area within the past 14 days? Has any member of your immediate family or others to which you have frequent contact returned from any COVID-19 affected area within the last 14 days? And three, have you had any close contact with or cared for anyone diagnosed with COVID-19 in the last 14 days. But you can't ask, do you have COVID-19? You can't ask, do you have coronavirus? So, no. which, which sucks, because like, uh, that's where like legal, all this legalese and... I think we need to bring uh, Alan is. Ludden back mm. from the dead to host Password. <laughs> you know, it's like, we, we need that game show where it's like, right. you can ask all around, but you can't say the phrase. But that's why we, that's why we just sent everyone home. Because we're like, well, we legally can't ask the phrase, so we can't figure out, okay, who's got it, who doesn't, because we'll get sued for some kind of discrimination or right. for violating medical, blah, right. blah. So, like, <laughs> it's funny, even though it's, see, we're making it seem like everyone's working from home now because we're doing out of abundance of precaution, but I think it's also to not get sued of saying, oh, we didn't take, because that's the other thing, and I'm surprised gyms haven't shut down, um, that if you don't take... I imagine if someone gets coronavirus, they're going to sue their employer and say, you didn't take the adequate precautions. So everybody's shutting down partly because they don't want to get sued because it's hard to define what are the adequate precautions because it's a moving target. So that's just like an interesting other side, other angle to it. But then if you think about it from like a philosophical point of view of like, like just political economy and all that, it's sort of the invisible hand at work. And I had this professor back in college who always used to talk about how like a lot of the red tape isn't necessary because you have a system in which people can sue. So torts, um, malpractice lawsuits in the case of, of medicine, um, class action lawsuits, all, all this legal, all these legal ramifications are actually what should be preventing companies from doing things that hurt people and encouraging them to ask, act in the public interest because if they don't, they'll get sued. So a lot of red tape isn't necessarily but, uh, something we need. And that's what she would say. I mean, my point of view personally is somewhere in between things, but I'm seeing that right now because people are doing, companies are doing the right things because partly out of responsibility, 
Also, I am 100% certain everybody's lawyer is going, if you don't take 100% the right precautions, you're going to get sued the fuck out of. And so it doesn't, you don't need the president to tell companies right. to shut down. They're well, like, and we're I, shutting I down. I think, you know, uh, from spending years in, in corporate America, it's, it has very little to do with, you know, preserving health and, and safety of employees and more to do with preserving the company, you know, yeah. and brand equity is another thing. Um, brand equity is something I don't think people talk a lot about, but literally the goodwill is a section in every public company's 10 K or annual report where they talk about the value of that brand and how people feel about that brand and what that is worth in dollars and cents. But if you and look, that's something that has to be protected as well. If you look at the food servers though, and they said, you know, I mean, they don't have sick leave. You know, and a lot of the, you right. could, so they can't go home. And then, you know, when they put it in, like in the Washington Post, they put out how so many people said, well, shoot, dude, I can remember when I had diarrhea and I had this or that wrong with me, but I couldn't go home because I'm not going to get paid. They don't. Oh, yeah. My sister worked at McDonald's uh, throughout college and she said that she'd see people like, they wouldn't they would come into work super sick so that's right. who's making your burgers right. don't stay away from fast food stay away from places well we should not be leaving the house well, and but, yeah that's that you you had mentioned nancy pelosi's bill and that was one of the uh one of the sticking points or as you know when trump uh I, I think it was in the in the friday press conference he said the democrats were you know trying to pack it with goodies uh, that you know, and some of those things were guaranteed sick leave right. for employees in industries that normally don't offer, and that would mainly be food service. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, food service. I mean, mm -hmm. like at, at my job. But these are yeah. in in the Republican eyes. These are these are Democratic goodies, things that they've been trying to well, get. Well, they see you know, anybody like who's fair in treatment food service for labor. And if anybody who's in food service or, you know, one of these related um, work, very working class jobs that are not coal mining, <laughs> <laughs> um, they look down on that, those people. They're oh, like, those are people who AOC was did just drugs a bartender. Or, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Bartend, people who are on the low totem pole, it's because, oh, they they were irresponsible people, and so they ended up in these roles, and so they're not deserving of things, whereas we deserve things because we were uh, doing the right stuff, we're the people who got the good grades, blah, blah, blah. It's very much uh, well, the we, public. We're the ones who had the rich parents who passed the money down to us. So. Yeah. Now, you do know Melania came out and spoke because she felt that, you know, we still should be getting together so because for her be best i don't know what the fuck that is what is be best uh be best in her um it'd be best uh, if she uh, shut the fuck up <laughs> yes but she was saying how you know how people should she she wanted to have something to say and i was like how are you letting this illegal immigrant speak <laughs> she is as illegal illegal as anything hey, going no, she, as, she, yeah she, and she's she, you know, and came into she the United bought a visa States just like anyone else who has rich guys that want to fuck her would right. buy a visa. Well, she came into the United States and stole Michelle Obama's speech. It's like, oh, so you didn't want to hear it from the sister, but you're going to take it from her, you know? Oh, okay. But she came out with her be best thing, and she was trying to talk about the, you know, don't let the coronavirus keep you from coming out and and you know being with this program and all of a sudden I'm sitting there going, bitch, are you fucking crazy? Oh my god. Why, why are you speaking? Well, this I is... like you in the background. Dude, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, and I, trust me, I love, we have a lot of, uh, I don't know if you guys even noticed this through this whole presidential thing. We have a lot of women, a lot of smart, 
highly intelligent women who are speaking. And I mean, they're just coming. I don't care. I mean, if you've been paying attention. <laughs> and and some, there's also Melania. Well, but then, like I said, then you have Melania. I was like, bitch, shut up. No, I don't want to hear you speak, but you can give me Elizabeth Warren. Give me somebody that's going to be breaking down some numbers. You know, give me, uh, you know, Kobachar or give me, you know, what's her, the Kamala, you know, Stacey Abram, anybody. You know, I mean, we've had some, I mean, there's been some, you know, people who have been really laying it down on, on women that have been coming out. And I, I see where folks are getting upset that there are no more women running. Yeah. So. Uh, very understandable. We're, we're going to talk about uh, elections. I want to. I want to get the uh, coronavirus out of our system. First. I, I do want to talk about <laughs> another angle about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It's been just. It's more interesting than. I don't have a definitive take, but it's a, so there is this I- idea in behavioral economics of system one versus system two thinking. System one thinking is where our like, it's very fast and it's where our like impressions of things happen. Like you see a rose, you think love. That thought is very fast and you don't even even think the words in your head. You just rose love like it just it's there. And then there's system, and that's where a lot of like emotions and like gut stuff takes place. System two is this slower rational thought place or planning you know or like a purchase decision uh if it's like a gut impulse like a quick one quick buys are system one whereas like if you're buying a house it's going to be more of a system two driven choice um it's interesting to see like where are people making their decisions in the place of crisis and where should we make our decisions in a place of crisis should it be system one or should it be system two like quick versus slow thinking i think what we're seeing is a lot of system one thinking and then other groups that are in system two and like all this purchasing that's all system one thinking and i wonder should we be in system one? Should it be? Like, is that the right thing? Like, the survival instinct to hoard, like, maybe it's the right thing to go with system one because that is the nature that got us to survive in the past. Or is it system two? Well, I mean, it. I, I think it's a, it's a tough call. It, it. I think we definitely need system two thinking from our leadership. Government level. And mm-hmm. we're not even, I don't think we're even getting system one. If you, it, and... This is one of the things, and it, it's Are been you system, apparent. We're not getting system two, I think. No, no, no. I mean, we're not even getting system one. Oh, we're, we're, we're getting like thinking? no thought. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the idea of thinking things through when you're looking at what's coming out of the White House, it's all about his self-preservation and his election. And he even said so last, was it last week when he was at the CDC, uh, the, you know, the week before, and he was talking about not wanting to let the infected passengers off the cruise ship in Oakland because he didn't want his numbers to go up. up. And that, that is what has been guiding the quote unquote thinking coming from the top is what's good for my reelection. And it's, I I mean, it's extremely short term thinking rather than long term to move away from system one and system two, because he's just looking at the immediate numbers and immediate polls. It, it's more of a, a line of thought that we cannot have a pandemic on my watch despite the fact that it's happening. And the rational way of thinking would be, you know, it's like, think about Ghostbusters. Uh, the the scene when when they've been arrested and they're in the mayor's office and, and Bill Murray's talking to the mayor and he says, look, 
let us out, let us do this. If we're wrong, fine, we'll go to jail, whatever. But if we're right, Mr. Mayor, Lenny, you will have just saved the lives of three million registered voters. And that it's that even that would be the kind of thinking is the longer term. Like, let's find the solution. There is there is no way you're going to be able to spin. I prevented the pandemic from hitting our shores. He's already trying to blame it on Obama. He's trying to blame everything else on the Democrats. It's a Democrat hoax. The one that, the but one that what gets he me should is, be oh, thinking mm-hmm. is he will be the guy who saved America, who kept the pandemic from getting worse. And he is not He's capable of not rational thought like that. He's done. There are so many things like if it just in a nutshell to summarize, like some of the key things here is number one, he got rid of key personnel that would have helped to prevent this. He, he fired doesn't know them. anything about that. <laughs> he doesn't know anything, but he, he takes no, no. responsibility. <laughs> well, direct, direct quotes yeah. from, from the news conference on Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm. False leadership. You're responsible for everything. Fuck you. Um, yeah, the buck stops everywhere else. Exactly is, is his sign. And then there's not having the test kits. He he. Is it that they refused to have the test kit? So the who the World Health Organization had test kits weeks ago that could have been used. He said no. We want them manufactured here. Right. And so. So we said CDC no to those, so that set no. us back. And then the CDC uh, released tests, some of which were they they weren't functioning properly. They didn't have the right chemicals. It's, I'm not exactly sure what the issue is. I've been reading so many articles, but uh, the the short version is the the first wave of tests that the CDC sent out weren't a hundred percent in terms of not even accuracy of like functionality. And and finally the third thing, putting someone like Mike Pence in charge of it who is not a public health professional. The, and if you look at what happened with there, the HIV uh, epidemic yeah. under his watch as governor of Indiana because he rather than listen to the healthcare professionals who said that, you know, if you institute uh, uh, needle exchanges that is really going to cut down and he he felt that well no i i think it's the it people should uh, practice personal responsibility and uh i'm i'm going to prey on this decision uh which uh, you know i would love to go along with the the common belief that uh pence believed he could pray the uh the hiv epidemic away like you can with homosexuality apparently yeah. uh <laughs> Also not true, but uh, no, he he had just said uh, it's, and I'm certainly not defending him. Just got to go with the accuracy. He said he would prey on his decision, uh, much like he preyed on the people of Indiana and uh, this HIV epidemic that was caused by the opiate epidemic. Right. This is like mongooses to get rid of the rats to you know get rid of the cobras. It's these are not disaster minded people. Yeah. This is we these are it's like the worst possible team of folks to be running things because like you were saying cat yeah they got rid of the experts 
And put in political appointees. And, yeah, there's, it's, it's, and there's historical precedent for the disaster that this causes. And I've brought it up before, I think, in previous episodes, but this reminds me so much of Mussolini. And he was similar in that he would make his decisions more based off of what was politically expedient and not what was good for the people. And one of the most heartbreaking examples is how he, because he didn't want to say, sorry, sorry, Hitler, I can't support you. My, my troops are not ready. Uh, he sent his own guys basically to fight in the dead of winter with cardboard shoes. And wow. in, in basically that's sending people's brothers, fathers, mm-hmm. you know, husbands and sons to, but it's to for their the death. Cause, for the cause. For the cause. Because he couldn't say, sorry, no, I failed. Because authoritarian leaders have yeah. to show their strength. They have to. And that's to why they hung him out, out front. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's exactly. one, one of the interesting things. Former acting White House chief of staff. Got to make sure we get all the bits of the title in there to prove the illegitimacy. Uh, Mick Mulvaney at CPAC a couple weeks ago was talking about how, uh, oh yeah, this is this uh, coronavirus, just the latest Democratic hoax to make President Trump look bad. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I use those two words in conjunction with each other is because I'm quoting Mulvaney. I do not like to say the P word before Trump because he really hasn't earned it. Um, and... Well, where where did that get Mulvaney? Shipped off to Ireland, which uh, as of today, just this morning, uh, because Trump announced Friday the the ban on travel from Europe, not including the United Kingdom or Ireland, mm-hmm. because he has golf clubs there, yeah. uh, he has properties there, and I was I was like when he first announced it, he's, well, it won't include. Oh no, he announced that uh, in the Wednesday in the Oval Office address, and said uh, doesn't it's just the European countries, who some of whom have fewer reported cases than we do here in America, right? But I was wondering, like, is is this because the the coronavirus is is pro Brexit? So, so that's why, but I, I guess we now know that Mick Mulvaney is ensconced in his new position uh, as the ambassador to Ireland or special envoy to Ireland, because today, just this morning, uh, before we went into the studio, it was announced that, uh, the UK and Ireland have been added to the travel ban. <laughs> so, yep. Sorry, Mick, you're not coming home anytime soon. Oh, well, you know, they don't have to worry about him either. He will eventually, um... Eventually, they're going to. Uh, he think he's you know on Trump. the way out. Yeah, but he yeah. no, not before. Um, as you probably know, that the uh, judge uh, ruled on on the uh, on bar. So when he comes at the end of the end of the. Uh, oh, that that's going to be interesting. Yes. And, um, uh, yeah. I think and, this, and the, other, the other piece of, of yeah. the uh, of this whole coronavirus thing is the racial aspect that might may or may not be there which is that we didn't take it seriously when it was a chinese we were like oh yeah that and it's not until the footage started coming out of italy that we really started to understand Wait, the gravity of it too? oh my god mm-hmm. yeah which is interesting and, and you know what maybe it's a little bit of just a internal psychology thing where we don't relate as much to people who don't look like us which is i would say really? less race less racism and i think more just like the reptile brain that you're supposed to overrule well, yeah, with like rational thought read, um, read an interesting article this week about the the naming conventions the world health organization uses and why they're referring to it as as the coronavirus and covid19 
as opposed to Trump and Pompeo and other members <laughs> who are the calling Chinese it virus. the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus. And it's because, you know, a lot of times that doesn't even, you know, the sometimes the point of origin doesn't necessarily matter or it's the name is related, like the Zika virus was mm -hmm. named after, uh, I think it was a river or an area in Africa mm -hmm. where it was first detected years ago, mm -hmm. but the most recent wave that we were, that made the news here in America, you know, last year, a couple mm -hmm. of years ago, that was from Brazil, but mm -hmm. yeah, they called the Zika virus. So in order to avoid like blaming the wrong people based and on racist ideas and knowing how America, especially under Trump, reply responds to you know oh it's it's the chinese virus yeah. well don't you know i mean there there's still idiots who aren't drinking corona beer because of this there are plenty of good reasons not to drink corona beer this virus is not one of them mm -hmm. there are people who are not you know and and advocating you shouldn't eat chinese food you know and it's like guys really mm -hmm. you know so yeah there there is definitely a, a racial well, yeah. I mean, I mean Amer America's yeah. always had a history of blowing things way out of proportion, blaming other... Careful, black other, man, you're yeah, going to get in I, trouble. I, I, no, <laughs> I can't. It's just, you know, I don't care what it is. Hell, they were, you know, they were testing syphilis on brothers back in shit the 40s. So, hey, I mean, it's 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 they've always blamed other whatever, wherever it happens. We know SARS was part of uh, Asia, as well as the uh, uh, swine flu, mm -hmm. bird flu. I mean, they're well, all the, good. Yeah, talk about the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918. 1918. Yeah. And it's like, well, and I read a really interesting article about that, about how it was called the Spanish flu. Oh, yeah. Because Spain was neutral in World War One, mm -hmm. And so, you know, they had, uh, they weren't, you know, putting the lockdown on, on the press in mm -hmm. Spain. Right. This is bad. America, we, you know, we wanted to downplay it in the press, so, you know, to preserve morale, which Man. I would think it's harder to preserve morale when you got people dying all around you, you know, and <laughs> Captain Trips not flowing yeah. out of their faces and yeah. stuff. But uh, let's blame the Spanish. There you go. Makes sense. Um, I, think, I think it's also, if you think of um, different things that they've had, like malaria, and people, uh, like, Melania. No, no, Melania. But malaria is is as long as everything is spread out, you don't get you don't get malaria. But it's when you're on top of each other. The Africans have figured that out. But the when South Africans got to to Africa, they did not. Uh, they didn't figure that out. I mean, and so they were because they slept near their animals. You know, same with you know, like whether it was uh, when the Spaniards came over to America. Why? I mean, they were. And the indigenous got sick because they were, the, the soldiers were sleeping next to their, their animals and everything. And they were the flies, the gnats, all that stuff. Personally, so, I blame the Christians. Oh, there you, you know go. why? Yeah. Because that whole thing with, oh, well, our Savior was born in a barn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look where that got us. Yeah. No, it's, I, I kid. I love some of you. <laughs> Not all of you. But uh, we, we've kind of been talking a little bit around it, and uh, we, you know, we got a little bit more time here. I wanted to talk about the primaries in the election. And let's start with we were talking about the different states that are going to be even more 
affected by by the coronavirus because they are more in the demographics that are targeted by Fox News and other misinformation channels. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about, you know, southern states where yeah, Trump gets a lot of support mm -hmm. and there's, you know, sorry folks, there's a lot of ignorance down there and you don't believe me? You want to you want to say I'm I'm just like white blaming? Uh look at look at how your state votes mm -hmm. and look at who you have in power. And sorry, the the evidence shows that you guys are ignorance central. Not everybody not everyone who comes from there, you know, but there's a lot of it. And so we were talking before we started recording about how COVID-19 is probably going to be more predominant in certain states where mm -hmm. they think it's a Democratic hoax. And I started to mention Louisiana as the exception. And I think it's because of all the hurricanes and Katrina, they... The people down there, much like we were talking last week and like a lot of other people have, talking about how African-Americans are supporting Biden because they know they can't trust Whitey to be as progressive as we like to say we are. Mm -hmm. So Louisiana, and especially if you look at the government response to, to Hurricane Katrina, they know they're on their own when it comes to disaster response. So whatever the federal government wants to do to help us, great, that's fine, but um, we're not going to wait. We're going to take care of shit. So Louisiana has canceled the their Democratic primary voting, postponed it until June, mm -hmm. which uh, I'm sure has thrown the DNC into a tizzy. That's honestly pretty smart, though. Oh, it's very smart. Mm -hmm. um, or they could, they could also do it via absentee ball is, ballot and and which sucks because you know there's going to be less turnout. I mean, when I try to vote by mail, I never do it. I, really? Yeah, no, I have to go in person or else I'm not going to do it. See, I do I I lose my I do the twist mail. cone. I get my my ballot by mail and then usually walk it down to the polling place. Uh this is this is the first year that I actually mailed my ballot in because I knew I was going to be working those like the Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And figured the weather was going to be shitty on Sunday. So I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to walk to my polling place in the rain. Like I said, L.A., rain averse. Um, but yeah, that's, but that, is, that is a great idea for them. And that's, that's what I'm saying is Louisiana is going to take care of themselves because they know that's probably their best option yeah. rather than waiting for the federal government to do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, we we had Super Tuesday 2 this past week. Super Tuesday 2, the Bidening, as I like to call it for the full title. And I, I was not that surprised by the results. Uh, if anything, a little bit of schadenfreude for, for the Bernie bros out there who after... <laughs> I, I, I do have to narrate a little bit there because that, that was just, <laughs> I wish I had a camera on you for that time because the look on your face and just, Kat was rubbing her eye and, and Timon just kind of like grabbed grabbed her by the forearm and just, mm -mm, just kind of gave a little head shake. It was more like, of a tap. It wasn't a grab. Right. It was like, yeah, no, no, it wasn't, it's like what my yeah. cat does when he's trying to get my food. It's like a tap. <laughs> just, mm, 
Mm, don't do that. Uh, well, I'll, I'll bust out the wipes and the uh, hand sanitizer for you if you'd like. But uh, after after Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. when and there were a couple days before Warren dropped out of the race mm-hmm. or suspended her campaign, which I'm hoping, you know, this was just oh look at that you got your own mm-hmm. lavender scented berry. Ooh. It smells kind of more like a cabernet actually. It's quite nice. Oh, nice. I got the uh, the orange scented uh, mm. from CVS a while back. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Right, mm. it smells like wine. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say a cabernet. It's like yeah. it smells like Passover wine, like sweet. What <laughs> <laughs> a pinot, if you ask me. <laughs> I'd, I'll bust out some cheese and crackers to go with that hand sanitizer. Or a moscato, <laughs> even something very sugary. A nice bubbly, yeah, something lovely. Um. But after when when Elizabeth Warren suspended her campaign, I saw a lot of Bernie Bros, friends of mine on Facebook, and other people going right to the "You have no choice; you have to vote for Bernie now." And Super Tuesday too, the Bidenings kind of said, "No, no, we don't." And I, I, you know, I was thinking a lot about that, and I'm not. And and again, the the disclaimer that we often do on this show when we say bernie bros we're not talking about everybody who supports bernie sanders there are some people who have very rational reasons for supporting bernie sanders then there are the bernie bros and they're the ones who are in your face and the kind of people who will say you have no choice in a primary and that's kind of getting to what i started talking about half a second ago is I wondered when they started spouting that, how many of them were were feeling that smugness that, oh, in the in the 2016 election, you guys told us we had no choice but to vote for Hillary. And now how do you feel when we say it to you? Well, here's the problem with that line of thinking is it's different in a general election because when it came down when it, it's a general election one of those two people was going to mm-hmm. be president it was either going to be hillary or it was going to be trump sorry jill stein not a player thank you we've got some lovely parting gifts for you now in a primary however <laughs> turns out you do have other choices and you, you guys you, you burned your no choice card way too soon if if bernie bros had you know if bernie sanders gets the nomination then you guys can say you have no choice because at that point you're right. Well, but as Missouri, Michigan, uh, who else? Um, Arkansas? Was Arkansas? No. Uh, no, I don't think Arkansas was part of the super. T- anyway, Biden walked away with it largely. Yeah. Why? Why is this? I mean, Bernie's got a movement. Well, no, no, most old Jewish men do. They love to talk about their movements. One thing that uh, Elizabeth Warren (laughs) did before she, Elizabeth, during the the primary, she exposed Bernie. She said, look, I like you. We have a lot of things in common, but I'm a capitalist. And she said that several times because she's about, look, I want to do what you want to do, but I'm a capitalist, Bernie. You can't just make this happen. And so when she exposed that, she also, a lot of people, because she would say she wasn't Hillary. Remember, it was Hillary and Bernie and all. But no, we had several women, okay, who had a, they were different from Hillary, you know. And so when you have that, then you got Biden over here. All of those people, when it went to Michigan, they went right to Biden. And that was because of what they saw. I think that 
Elizabeth Warren exposed that in Bernie's things. Like, yeah, you're good. Believe in your program, but it's got to have a better way. You can never show us the money of what's going to, how this stuff is going to be paid for. Yeah, and I think ultimately people aren't stupid and they mm. see that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I'm. Because you're a capitalist. I admire your I, optimism. <laughs> well, people are, are in some ways, but in other ways, they're not fucking dumb um, in that, like, they're, they're, they're more street, it's like a street smart, which is to say, we all know that this, the way the government works is the House can make all the bills it wants, day and night, all the fucking bills. And if the Senate doesn't pass it, nothing happens. Republicans have control of the Senate, so it doesn't freaking matter how many amazing proposals Bernie has. He could f- have like a really great proposal to just like fix the world and all of its evils. And you know what? He still couldn't get it passed because of Republicans. And, and, and that's where like but, everybody who's been saying like, oh, you got to go be progressive, go far to the left. I'm like, it, you have to ultimately work Obama. on the other side I think somehow, you're even, you're even getting ahead of yourself. Broken. It's, it's even still within the, the, the house. It's Sanders has. Oh yeah, that's assuming that everybody no, in the house yeah, is d- is as progressive as he is, and they are and they not. Aren't. They are a lot. There are a lot of moderate uh, Democrats who are in districts that you know they win very narrowly because there's this you know cohort of people who are on the fence, kind of in between political parties, right in the center. So everybody who's like, you can't be a centrist. Well, it's like, I'm sorry, too bad. A lot of people are centrists and their votes count just as much well, that's as your what votes I was going to say, we look at Obama. When Obama tried to get things passed, he even reached across the aisle. He did everything he could. And Mitch McConnell kept taking him down every time. And then they said, well, Obama didn't do anything for me. Talk to Mitch. Mitch stopped everything. I know. Everybody who's going like, oh, Democrats are so corrupt. That's why they stay in the center and they don't do things on the left. It's like, no. No, there are people in this country who have very different views than you. Not everybody is falling off of the left side of the spectrum, uh, you know, hanging on by a thread. <laughs> well, and you, you talk about, you know, taking Mitch down. One of the, one of the things where, you know, sometimes you just got to put the phone down and and not respond to stuff you see on social media because you're going nuts. Uh, I, I, someone had, there was some thread uh, about Mitch McConnell's obstructionism and someone posted something about that's why you need to vote for Amy McGrath, take Mitch out of the Senate and, and let's start healing America. And someone from the Bernie Bro Coalition started. No, she's she's a DNC tool. She she doesn't believe in Medicare for all. And it's like, okay, I'm I'm gonna let the the DNC oh tool God, thing yeah. slide. But here's the thing: she may not believe in Medicare for all, but I guarantee you that her ideas for a social safety net and and providing medical care for Americans is still a lot more expansive than whatever Mitch McConnell is offering. But that's offering. not how these people think. And They're exactly, and that is the problem. That's the problem. And, and that's you. not how adults are supposed to think, and that's well, not the adults. math. Like, let's break down the math They're Bernie here. Bros. Okay. We've got 100 people, uh, you know, 100%, let's look at a, a scale of 0 to 100 because the math is easier that way. We know that more than 50% of people, let's call it 51% of people at least, prefer someone who is as conservative as Mitch McConnell, meaning even if 49% of people are as progressive as you are, you have to win those 2% of people 
to beat Mitch McConnell, Mm -hmm. meaning someone who, if 49% of people support Medicare for all, if you don't get those 2% of people who are like, fuck that, that's too weird for me, you get zero. So either you compromise or you get zero. That's the choice. Okay, there me, is no choice of I want well, but it I all think It's also a mentality. Situation. And I like just from my own personal interactions with a lot of the Bernie bro types, it's, it reminds me a lot of this girl who I, I dated years ago, who she was the type where if she's having a shitty day, everybody has to have a shitty day. Ugh. And, and that's the thing with, when you tried in the 2016 election, trying to talk to Bernie Bros once he was out, when it was down to Hillary and Trump, and it was you get the sensation talking to them that well, I didn't get everything I want, so you don't get anything, and we're all going to suffer together because I'm a dick. Right. I was I was going to oh, say yeah. to they didn't Kat say that so verbatim, Thanks, but Kat. that that was the subtext. Isn't but hasn't it always been that? The capitalism and socialism have always, in some kind of way, are tied together. In some kind of way that we, I mean, I'm talking, you know, because you're in working as an economist, you know, isn't there, I mean, you know, there's always been where, where people say, well, you know, I don't want, like they told Bernie, you're, you're a socialist, you got socialism. But then again, you know, Elizabeth Warren said, I'm a capitalist. But in our society, socialism and capitalism has always had to work together. Isn't that right? Absolutely, you Since have to the have new a little deal, bit of both. Least. I think I mean, in neither case. But how do you? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Why hasn't it been explained? I mean, I don't. You know, I'm always you know because you got people that say you know, like you say they want Medicare for all, but then people say, well, you know, you got to find a way to pay for it and everything. But it's we still got to have it because like, it's you know. easier to motivate people with System One thinking. Ultimately, System One thinking is faster. It's a better way to get things to catch and appeal just from a market research psychology and advertising perspective and spreading mm-hmm. ideas. And so when you have something more extreme with a more of an emotional appeal, it catches quick and it moves forward. So it's a lot easier to advertise your ideas by pushing them to more of an extreme and vilifying the other side. To get people to think about these nuances and how they blend together, you have to get people to do system two thinking. And frankly, we're in a society where education is not fully funded, and I don't think people are capable of system two thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are, but not strongly well, but enough in also, a lot of cases. you know, technology and the internet, certain things have moved society i think globally but especially in america well really western countries you know the english-speaking folk you know but also a lot of europe where it's it's about that instant gratification and and the fear is the motivator and and no time to think yeah it's "Ah." how do you get people to click on your headline not is your article nuanced and a proper take on the issues? And so more and more what our news feeds have, what the TV shows are showing, it's in and what twi- what we click on, on and watch on Twitter, it you know, it's 120 characters. What is it now? Like 200 characters? Uh, they 280. 280. It used to be 140. So mm-hmm. it's to it, it's these short things and what that short thing means is you gotta go for that emotional, that quick thing. You can't capture nuanced opinion of 
How do we get a balanced capitalistic state that also provides an adequate social safety net that buffers us against things like pandemics? Like that's a long. There's a, there's a lot of big words in there. Yeah. That doesn't get you to click right away. Yeah, he well, didn't want to call it a pandemic, but then eventually now he has to call it a pandemic. He said, "Well, I'm not going to say it's a pandemic yet." And it was they were already telling him, "Dude, this is real." And then all of a sudden, he says, "Pandemic." Yeah. Well, and you know, this is this is part of the the just the recurring nightmare that we we've seen with the trump administration is that on not certainly not on everything but on a lot of things eventually they do the right thing and they they you know the, they don't want anyone paying attention to all of the time that it took them to come around to do the right thing right. is well you know we did it eventually you know eventually we released the aid to ukraine eventually we declared it a pandemic eventually you know uh, trump got tested after you yeah. know potentially spreading the coronavirus and honestly you know i and i hate to wish ill on my enemies no i don't uh but if if yeah, you look at, at CPAC, uh, where there was someone who's diagnosed with the coronavirus who, you know, that's the reason that Ted Cruz Matt and Gates. Uh, Gates, yeah, why all these guys are, are self-quarantining and uh, couldn't couldn't happen to a worse bunch of people, if you ask me. So it's, and it's not so much because they're Republican, although that doesn't hurt, but it's because they're, they're willing to spread the ignorance to make themselves look better short term and so when i when i say that yeah couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of folks it's not that i'm wishing ill on them it's that i love seeing people who are spreading ignorance getting caught up in the problems that they are causing and prolonging yeah this is where those fables like i think a lot of the the, you know aesop fables and the type of things like boy who cried wolf you know it's it's ancient wisdom passed down through stories and it gets mythology. passed down it's mythology yeah it gets passed down over thousands of years for a reason and it's because there's undeniable truths get proven time and time again and i'm thinking about that nba player right now who he yeah, Carbert. I, yeah he was like this is stupid he coughs on his hands touches all the mics and then gets coronavirus it's like you reap what you sow you know boy who cried wolf i mean i can't think of the exact aesop fable but it feels like you know it's murphy's law like you knew that like we all knew ultimately like this shit's gonna bite him in the ass and it fucking did and all of these lies and things that we've seen in in the political sphere where people are not doing the right thing ancient wisdom says it's going to come around and bite them in the ass and we're seeing that happen right now it's very interesting to see that ancient wisdom sort of bubble up into reality because it takes some time some <laughs> for karma serious to bite level in the two ass. joseph wasn't campbell it? shit going on here yeah? <laughs> wasn't uh, uh i'm manic what, right now can you tell the ideas are just <laughs> what did jim baker say he was saying that would oh help? the colloidal silver did you see that oh my god yeah i saw that was it uh john oliver brought it up <laughs> Oh my God! It praise Jesus. Yeah, you got it. And again, <laughs> this is not 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 all Christians, but there there is a group Just of people. The ones in Oklahoma. Well, there's a group of folks, you know, and it's oh, and it Oklahoma. it really Great song. like all religion. <laughs> 
the the true believers finger quotes you know and and bold type uh insinuated there but these are the people and it's not just religion it's political you know when you see it on on the right with the trump supporters on the extreme left with the bernie bros it is the people who refuse to accept new information who nope nope this is what i know this is what it says this is what someone who i trust told me that's it no more information getting in that's it thank you very much sorry brains closed come again and so it's you know we we well we i am not sitting here you know saying oh, religious people are stupid no stupid people are stupid mm-hmm. and if you are one of those people who uses religion to mask your stupidity, or if you use politics to mask your stupidity, doesn't matter what you're using to mask it underneath. It's still stupid. And I think this is, you know, one of the biggest problems with the whole politically correct notion and the, the way people have been talking about political discourse that I've been fighting against with this show since we started the whole idea that you can't call stupid people stupid. Cause it's ableist. (laughs) Well, you know what? Those, those ramps outside the stores, they aren't there for people who are walking with both their feet. You know, it's, People are different. Some people can hey, do more than other quads, people. Okay, <laughs> lift my legs. Cat Alvarado's new book: Seven Day Quads. <laughs> different got Chris, week. Got, got but, rid of Chris Matthews. You know, it's I. I understand the idea that there is a difference between political correctness and tact. There are there are much more diplomatic ways to tell stupid people they're stupid, and that is a big part of comedy. Just figuring out watch, the watch the right it. ways. To say the wrong things, mm-hmm. I think you can you can choose to be stupid, uh, and it has nothing to do with your inherent mental ability. And choosing to be stupid well, is when ignorance. you, yeah, it's ignorance. That's, you know, it, and I think we use stupid for ignorance often, and yeah, it's about not accepting information that is true, relevant, or that uh, not, that challenges your yeah. internal mm-hmm. belief system. Or that challenges your ego. Mm, or that's a big part of it. Or being just flat out able to say that you don't know. Yeah. <gasps> I don't what? know. What? What? Yeah, you're more stupid for and trying you, to insist that you know things right. when you don't know them than you are for just saying, I don't know. What's we the old know. saying? Uh, better to uh, keep your mouth shut and be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and prove it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, having said that, I, I was uh, going to get oh, your thought process. To do, you know, I was going to say, I'm going to shut my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Chris Matthews is gone. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I, I understand it. And I think there's what we need to do as a nation is we need to learn, you know, and talking about the, the whole ableist thought. I'm not saying, you know, you're old, you should be put out to pasture. Yeah. Uh, but I think there there are some cases where some of the older folks mm-hmm. have a lot of wisdom. Right. And maybe they aren't the best at expressing it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't negate any of their wisdom. When I was when I was in the journalism school at the University of Missouri, there was a professor, uh, Rod Gillette, 
brilliant guy, old dude. Uh, and this is when I was in college, so this is a long time ago. Really old if he's still around. But Rod Rod Gillette had come from the world of radio back in the day, and you know Mur- Edward R. Murrow times and stuff. And really charming guy, really smart. Loved taking his classes. And some of the younger TAs just had nothing but scorn for him. And these these were the TV folks, you know, because I was in the broadcast sequence. And, oh, Roger that, radio. And it, I, it, it just, it was so infuriating to, you know, because you can't yell at your TAs because, you know, the ones are grading you. But it's like, you guys are so fucking dumb. You have such a brilliant source of information and such a great resource in this man. Mm-hmm. And rather than respect him as a resource and and glean what you can from his experience, mm-hmm. you want to scoff because uh, we're young and we know TV and cable better than he always talks about radio. And, and so I think with people like Chris Matthews, you know, you do like with Tom Brokaw. He's not he's not hosting the 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 nightly news anymore, but NBC still brings him in as a, a special commentator and stuff. Why? Because he's got wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think there there's a certain amount of ego, especially in people in broadcast, as I speak into a mic, that you want to see yourself as being relevant and and vital and important and you can't be good at it until unless you do because there's a lot of people who are very smart and they second guess themselves all the time because they're like well i don't know and i you know it's a very nuanced situation i don't have enough information to really speak on that with full confidence and like that's not who you're going to see on broadcast radio you you need to have somebody who can convincingly that's true uh (laughs) i am bad with words but it's that self-awareness yeah. though that that you need like when you get older and to to not say you know oh god i'm irrelevant i'm obsolete you're not mm-hmm. but you you it is time to serve another purpose well it's old school new school okay and at my job you know the guys that train me you know, you can't do that anymore. And the new people that come in now, they think they know every damn thing. But they're like, how do you guys get control? It's like, we had more kids. We had, we had 800. You have 275. And they're out of control. They're bringing weed in and smoking vape pens. And, you know, they got everything they want. They're getting cell phones. And we didn't have that shit going on. Why? Because we ran the facility. And we were here. Now you can't touch the kids. So everything has changed. So there is a different rule. And I think with Chris Matthews, he's old school. And, you know, like I always tell the guys, hey, dude, you know, they'll see the girl with the nice body or whatever. They say, I'm going to go over and get me a hug. I said, you know, dude, that probably wouldn't be a good thing to do. You're not going over to get that hug because you really like her. You're going to get this hug and no, stop it. You're right. going to get busted. So, so bottom line, folks, uh, be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of yourself. Be honest. Yeah. Uh, if if you if you're sick, stay home. Yeah. Or or you know try and find a mask. Get a bandana. Doesn't matter if you look like you're robbing a train. <laughs> Do something to protect people around you and protect yourself. Mm. By extension, do it. Let's be better. Mm-hmm. Be best. Mm. <laughs> okay. Let's focus on being better before we, <laughs> be be, before we can be best. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that's a that's a good place to end. So we will be back next week. I want to thank our panelists, Kat Alvarado, Time and Ship, for being here. Uh, always a pleasure, and uh, so so nice to to share our lack of infections with each other. Cat Alvarado, uh, thank you for being here. Should you so desire, where can people find you online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? At the Cat Alvarado on Twitter and Instagram. And if you are still an old person on Facebook, apparently uh, hey, <laughs> hey, that's who's on Facebook. Hey, <laughs> hey so am I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook.com slash Cat Alvarado Comedy. That's Cat with a C and A-L-V-A-R-A-D-O. Awesome. Thank you very much for being here. And we will hopefully see you soon. Thank you. Mr. Time and Chip, always a pleasure. Should you so desire, where can people find you online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, Time and Chip at Instagram, Time and Chip at um, Facebook, and Time and Chip at Twitter. Uh, I don't do my Twitter a lot, but you can find me there. As well as you can pick up my book, My East St. Louis, on Amazon.com, as well as um, my uh, comedy CD. Universal Brother, which is also on Spotify and iTunes. Right on. Well, thank you for being here. Looking forward to seeing you again next week. Me, I am Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the socials, Facebook, Dr. David Robinson. On the Twitter, I am at Stand Up Fall Down. And if you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating. We are on Facebook at Let's Be Treasonable, all spelled out. And on the Twitter... We are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you, the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, want to thank you for listening, spreading the word. If you like the show, tell everyone you know, rate us, review us, do all the things, help us get the word out. If you didn't like it, keep it to yourself. We don't mind. We'll be here next week. Hopefully you will too. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.